Should there be a penalty on sexual assault in a world that promotes the idea of it? Hello, my name is Claudia Brown, and my special guest, Sierra Jackson, and welcome to The Real, Rose College Edition. Today's topic of discussion is going to be on sexual assault. The Bill Cosby case is a great example of justice for people who have been sexually assaulted. The hashtag MeToo movement, plenty of people feel as if Bill Cosby should not be arrested for sexually assaulting all of those women because it happened so long ago. Although it is stated in the state criminal statutes of limitations that in some states, sexual offenses with minors, crimes of violence, kidnapping, arson, and forgery have no statutes of limitation. With some of the women that Bill Cosby sexually assaulted were minors. Therefore, he was still able to be charged, even though it happened so long ago. Then, on the other hand, we have Brett Kavanaugh. He's a judge. Uh, he's a Supreme Court nominee who has been accused of sexual assault by multiple women, just like Bill Cosby. However, he was not investigated. Um, Nobody really looked into the allegations that were brought against him. And he's been, you know, pushed forward to be approved to be on the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the land. You know, <clears throat> even though he was accused of sexual assault, there, you know, nothing happened with him. He's still moving on with his regular life. And then you have Bill Cosby, 81, legally blind, sitting in a prison cell as we speak. You know, so I feel like, you know, this really wasn't fair. So you feel like they looked at this as a race thing? Oh, definitely. Because I feel like if one person is being punished for a crime that they did, sexually assaulting someone, why shouldn't the other person be, you know, investigated, tried, and sentenced like Bill Cosby was. I mean, you have Bill Cosby, a black, influential man. You know, he had a big impact on African-American families, um, African-Americans as a whole. And then you have Brett Kavanaugh, white man. He's a judge. Grew up in the upper class, you know, American citizenship, you know, oozing with this white privilege that gets to live his life regardless of whether multiple people come and say, oh, he sexually assaulted me. And he's, you know, just living his regular life. He's moved on. And then, like I said, you have this 81-year-old man sitting in a prison cell. So what do you feel like should be the, the, penal, like the penalty for Bill Cosby? Um, and I have to keep, you know, my biases out of this, uh, because I, I really love Bill Cosby, but, you know, if you, you know, you do something wrong, you have to reap the consequences. Uh, I feel like he is kind of getting what, you know, you know, what he deserves. Most people that get you know, convicted of sexual assault or rape or anything like that, they usually get like eight years. Um, Bill Cosby's sentence was uh, three to ten years, I believe, and then yes. he had to pay a fine of $25,000. So um, 
in the sentencing area, it was somewhat fair. You know, even though he is an older man, I feel like they should do, at least do time served like they've done other people because he was already, you know, held for an extended amount of time before. Um, But I'm not exactly sure how all of that is working out. But I feel like um, he got the sentencing that someone else would get. So should Brett Kavanaugh be arrested? Yes. I feel like he should be arrested. Um, And then a thorough investigation should be done by the FBI. Um, Just like when Bill Cosby was accused, they arrested him and they held him. Same thing should go for Brett Kavanaugh. What you do to one, you should do to all. All right. The over, like, the number one question here. Should sexual assault be penalized after a certain amount of years? Yes. I feel like it should be penalized um, no matter how much time has gone by. And like I said, I have to keep my bias out of it because I would say, this was so long ago, Bill Cosby, they need to let him out. They need to leave this man alone. But when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh, I'd be like, lock him up. And that's just me being biased. So I have to keep my bias out of it. So, yes, I do believe that sexual assault should be penalized no matter, you know, what, how long ago it happened. Um, because you still have a victim, someone that was done wrong, that is trying to move on with their life. Some people even take their lives over stuff like this. So, yes, it should still be penalized. All right. The hashtag MeToo movement is a movement against sexual harassment and sexual assault. It is a hashtag that is being used worldwide to mark a step on women and men who have been sexually assaulted. How do you feel about the hashtag MeToo movement? Hashtag MeToo... I feel like it's a really good thing. I feel like it gives people a voice. It makes um, people, you know, it helps people to know that they're not alone. You know, it gives people courage to come and talk about what has happened to them, you know, speak up about it. Um, And I also see that the Me Too movement includes men, which is not something that is usually looked at. Um, People don't like to reference men as sexual assault victims or, you know, being sexually abused. And it happens to men, too. So I like to see that it's a broad spectrum. It covers men and women, boys and girls. And, you know, it gives everyone a voice. It helps everyone know you can come and you can talk about this because we're standing with you. All right. So as a personal perspective, why do you think people hold off from telling that they were sexually assaulted? Um, I feel like people hold off, um, and like you said, personally, I feel like we hold off because we don't want to relive the experience or um, we don't want to be ashamed. There's a lot of shame that gets thrown on the victim of sexual assault or someone that's been sexually abused. Like um, most women, they think, oh, you know, people are going to call me a slut. They're going to call me a hoe. They're going to say, well, what was she wearing? Because what she was wearing has to do with whether she was asking for it or anything like that. So, you know, that's one reason why women, you know, don't usually come forward. And then even from a male's perspective, I mean, I'm not a man, but, (laughs) you know, most men, they don't come forward because, you know, they feel like, oh, I'm a man. 
So if a woman did this to me, you know, I just have to take it because, you know, other men would look at it like, oh, that's a great thing. Like, you're you're upset because a woman had sex with you. You know, they would, you know, start calling me gay or whatever. And, you know, vice versa, if a man sexually abused a man, they would be like, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm gay because he did this to me. You know, like I said, a lot of name calling, a lot of shame and having to relive the experience if you come out and tell um, somebody in authority, like the police or something, you have to repeatedly tell your story. You know, they ask you questions, your lawyer asks you questions, the judge asks you questions, you know, and a lot of people just don't want to go through that. They want to just <coughs> move forward. So in a way, you feel like this raised your level of insecurities? It definitely <coughs> did at the time. Um, I, like... I didn't want to come out of my room. I didn't fix myself up. I was just like, okay, you know, I was looking good at this party, and if that's what's going to, you know, cause this to happen to me, then maybe I need to remain unattractive. Maybe I need, I just don't need to, you know, be in the light, you know. I just need to stay away. So, yeah, it can definitely um, raise insecurities in people. All right. I didn't mean to get all personal. No, that's okay. I'm very transparent. You know, ask me. <laughs> but some people are saying that these women should get over it. What is your meaning of get over it? Get over it. When I hear get over it, I hear, you know, I feel like it's an ignorant statement. Um, most times people that say get over it, they haven't experienced um, that type of trauma before. I feel like they're just saying, you know, put it behind you. You know, it happened, but whatever. Like, just leave it alone. You know, don't say anything. And, you know, I just feel like it's a really ignorant statement. It's it's a way of telling that victim to shut up, you know, and I don't think that's fair at all. We'll be back after this short break. Welcome back to The Real, Rest College Edition. So we're back. Okay. And let's move on with these questions. Heading back to this topic over getting over it. One of the most common ways that people use to get over it is by using repressed memory, as some physicians would call it. It's a memory that has been unconsciously blocked due to the memory being associated with a high level of stress or trauma. Repressed memory isn't necessarily the best way to deal with bad situations, but it is the most common way. How do you feel about repressed memory? Repressed memory is the absolute worst thing that you can do because it brings out anger. So me, I wasn't one of those people that, you know, talked about uh, what happened to them. I didn't want to talk about it at all. Um, so, you know, it came out um, probably about a year after it happened. It came out. And during that year, I was really angry. Like, suppressing, trying to suppress the memory of what happened to you. Yeah, you may forget it at times. 
But there's always going to be something that triggers it, and you're like, ugh. And it just changes your whole attitude. Like, for me, I would be just really, really angry. And I would snap on people that I love, things like that. And they never knew why. And I never wanted to acknowledge why. So I feel like um, suppressing your memory of anything like that that happened before you even talk about it, before you tell someone, that's the worst thing. Like, I feel like you should speak up, and that begins the healing process. So do you feel like these women um, that were, you know, behind the Brett Kavanaugh and Bill Cosby situation, do you feel like the Me Too movement sparked their repressed memory? Um, yeah, I do, especially if you, you know, pay attention to any type of um, social media or just mainstream media like the news, CNN, what have you, and something like that has happened to you, this stuff was all over social media. It was all over the news. Um, you couldn't change the channel or scroll on Facebook without seeing a meme or hearing about um, the sexual assault allegations. So I definitely think that um, the Me Too movement also being in the news sparked you know, the memories of what happened. And then, like I said before, Me Too movement gave them the courage to be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and speak up. Okay, like I see this person is speaking up, so let me go ahead and speak up as well. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, another, I've, I've read that another very healthy way to get over it is to buy acceptance. Learning to accept the fact that something has happened to you is a good way to help your healing process and to help you move on. Do you feel like acceptance is good? Uh, accepting it. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, more so... Yeah, accepting and acknowledging, I feel like that's kind of the same thing, you know, acknowledging, yeah, this happened to me, but I'm not going to let that event, that traumatic event in my life cripple me from moving forward. I'm not going to allow it to, um, you know, cause problems in future relationships or marriage or anything like that. So, yeah, I feel like acceptance or acknowledging the fact that it happened, like I said, it starts a healing process. And it'll help you in the long run. So, yeah. So, it, you would say it's, it's very important to this process? Yes, it is. Well, Sierra, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I would, I would like to hear your point of view of some of the things that I've either answered or anything. So, like, um, what's your views on the determination of whether someone's guilty or not by racial biases? I feel like if Bill Cosby was going to be penalized and sentenced 3 to 10 for sexually assaulting all these women, then Brett Kavanaugh should also be penalized with a similar penalty, if not the same, because it is not fair that he is sitting on this judge's seat and Bill Cosby is sitting behind bars facing 3 to 10 over something that they have both done together. Like, not together, but, like, they both. Yeah, they both done it. Yeah, I I definitely understand, like, I feel the exact same way. Um, So how do you handle sexual assault? And um, how do you, like, what? how do you feel about people that promote it? Because in a way, with Brett Kavanaugh getting away with 
technically getting away with sexual assault. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Getting away with sexual assault. How do you feel in a world that promotes it? Because basically the Senate committee was like, we don't care if he did it. We're still going to push him forward for approval. So I feel like we're in a generation where it is strongly promoting sexual assault. Because we have songs, like, I know, I used to listen to the song, um, Blurred, Blurred Lines by Robin oh, Thicke yes. a lot. And I've actually, you know, sat down and looked and watched his lyrics. And some parts, he was like, good girl, I know you want it. And in other parts, he was like, now he was close, tried to domesticate you, but you're an animal. Baby, it's in your nature. Just let me liberate you. Wow. So. You know, I never, I don't mean to cut you off. I never noticed those lyrics. Like, you know, everybody's so into the way it sounds like, oh, blurred lines. And you never really listen to lyrics. So, yeah. And there are also movies. Like, there was a movie that came out. Oh, Lord. I forgot the name of it. But it was pretty much about this girl. And she was in this toxic relationship. And he used to make her, like, at first she was stripping, trying to, like, help her daughter, like, get money for her daughter. But Mm -hmm. she ended up coming across this wrong person. And he ended up, you know, he pretty much told her that stripping is not where the money was at. And that she needed to, you know, get further into the business. And he, he he would beat her. But in the end, he ended up, like, prostituting her out. Mm-hmm. Just so that he could get more money that he kept losing. And every time he lost the money, he would hit her. Mm. So, I feel like both like that movie and some very popular songs, it, it's giving people the idea that it is okay to sexually assault pe- women and men. Because some men are being sexually assaulted too. And it's giving them the okay to do it. When it is in actuality, it's not okay. Like, why is Bill Cosby the only one being, you know, penalized for this when everybody else is making it look so right? Like, the whole Brett Kavanaugh situation, they're making it look like it's not a big deal. Right. And then, even um, back to the songs that we listen to, um, how they promote sexual assault, and we don't really realize it. It made me think about a song that came out a couple years ago. It came out, maybe, I was in high school when it came out, so, I want to say, like, four or five years ago, it came out, and it had, um, multiple artists were in the song, it's called U-O-E-N-O, and I remember that they were talking about Rick Ross's, um, verse in that song, you know, he's a Miami rapper, wherever, you know, and his part, I looked it up while, while you're talking, so, um, and it's right it's like within the first couple of lines, um, he said, I die over these Reeboks. You ain't even know it. Put Molly all in her champagne. She ain't even know it. I took her home and I enjoyed that. She ain't even know it. Like that right there. That is rape. And people were promoting, like he promoted it in that song because when that song came out, like I said, people don't listen to lyrics. They listen to the beat, and they the they'll beat. sing anything. They learn they learn the words, but don't even say anything. Like like they don't take the time to comprehend what they're saying. Exactly. Like they were playing a song at Midnight Munchies a couple of days ago, 
they're playing, um, or not Midnight Munchies, Late Light Munchies, whatever they called that event in the calf. And they were playing a song, and the rapper said, um, if that B word, bitch, if that B word don't <laughs> want to give it up, I'm a maker. And everybody in the cafeteria was just jumping everybody and just bobbing that. to the music. And I said, if she don't give it up, I'm going to make her. And they're singing this. I was like, they really don't listen to what. And what. that wasn't the only song. I was Exactly. And they just play this music like it's nothing. So, yeah. it's just It just amazes me at all this different stuff that is promoted. How it's promoted so much. And a lot of people don't realize it. Young people don't, you know, they don't they don't care. They don't they sing it, whatever. So yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Well, I think that is all the time that we have. Thanks for joining us. Once again, my name is Sierra Jackson. And I'm Claudia Brown. And this has been the real Rest College edition. We'd love to hear your feedback. So, you know, hit us up. Let us know how you like the show. Catch us walking around campus. <laughs> and we might give you some more. All right. Peace out. If I tell you now,